0: Jaws, fucks. No man is a cat guy. Certified skizer.
1: In Southern California? Uh Oh, fantastic. AKA, the best place to live.
0: I'd do a nice ski pole.
2: Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Brian B. Baby B. Saying what's up. Um, Thank you for joining us. Episode 174 of the show, if you can believe that. Uh, Very, very happy to have you in our realm And I would hope that you would reach out to us if you would like to chat about something you hear on this show. You are welcome to send us an email that we may or may not read. The email address is mailbag, all one word, at theballerlifestyle, also all one word, dot com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Voicemails are hit or miss, you know. Sometimes we get tons. Sometimes we don't get many. Usually they're bad. Sometimes they're kind of funny. Um, you should try that. See what you can do. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. Um, as always, I want you guys to like our iTunes, review our iTunes page, give us a five-star review, do, uh, just a small, short, quick review of the show there. It's my understanding that iTunes, Apple is about to change some functionality. They're changing their, um... The way that you track um, engagement via um, on iTunes, so it's it can only help our profile if you leave a review of the show. That's all. It's that's, that's all I need. That's that's a roundabout way of saying it helps us out a lot if you review the show on iTunes. So just do that quickly. Um, like our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Uh, a lot a lot of interesting stuff happens there. A lot of interesting videos. We share content there that we don't, don't necessarily talk about on the show. So it's important that you like our Facebook page. If you want to be fully engaged, if you want to be like in it, in this thing that we're doing, go to our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook and like us there. That's it. I'm, you can also, one more thing, patreon.com. That's a place where you can contribute to the show Financially, you can throw us a couple bones. Very kind of you that do that. And if you want to be one of those people, just go to patreoncom slash lifestyle and make a donation. We would appreciate it. Uh, that's it. It's uh, all the. It's all we do here. Um, joining me now, as always. His name is Ed Daly. Ed, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. Um, yeah. I, you know, we we kind of over the course of the week, you just kind of set aside some stories that sound good and. There were a couple stories that I thought were good, but they were too quick to really make a full story out of. Yeah. But they're both about just how dumb people are out there.
2: So many dumb people in the world.
0: This is a real stat. Like, I, it, I might have been, like, Washington Post. Oh, or, this is, it, is it, this the
2: chocolate milk one? Yes. Okay, yeah. This
0: Seven, 7% of Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. That's just which works out true. to be... 16 million people think that. That just can't be true.
2: That just cannot be true.
0: <laughs> and then I was also reading about, you know, the whole uh the Shakespeare company that has that has the Trump they they changed Julius Caesar to Trump and right. people are going crazy. Yeah. And you know, oh what what if they did with Obama? Well, they did in Minnesota. They they did an Obama version sure. like, 4 years ago. Sure. But anyway, the the part that's i mean obviously it's dumb to really give a shit cuz it's just fictionalized but the dumb part is apparently random shakespeare theaters around the country are getting like death threats and hate mail oh my god like just just shakespeare in general like they just they think if you if one you know one theater in wherever it is virginia is doing this then like all shakespeare people and they're sending death if you're sending a death threat wouldn't you do like kind of double checking, like just a little bit.
2: Oh like, yeah, yes. I would be I would be very serious about my death threats. The only yeah. way I would send a death threat over Shakespeare would be like if you sent me an email and were like, "Hey, I got us two tickets to Shakespeare on Saturday." <laughs> I'm would, going to
0: kill you. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I would send you a death threat. And be like, I if you show me up things with things,
0: like, I shall kill you. Yes.
2: <laughs> you will die on Saturday if you show up with those tickets. That's that's when a death threat over Shakespeare yeah. is warranted.
0: I read Julius Caesar and whatever, freshman Same. year in high school. Like, we, we got it. Like,
2: that too, Brute. I get it.
0: The, the best part about Shakespeare was, like, freshman or sophomore year, and we got to see the Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet. They and show got some got to titty. see Juliet's tits. Some, yeah. So that yeah. was a great moment in high school English. They're like, oh, tits.
2: And it was like you know uh, Romeo and Juliet are like thirteen or fourteen in the right. story, and the actress I think was like fourteen or fifteen in that Zeffirelli's uh, that Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, and they show her titty, and they show it was freshman year, and they showed her titty right there in my honors it was English
0: ample class. Ample, from what I yeah. remember, oh, but yeah, then again, nice. like, like you know, the, uh, a, a strong win was 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 exciting me at that age, though. So. There's Anything.
2: There's really not a bad time. There's, I'll never, like, get super bummed if a titty shows on something. Like, I don't, like, I am, I don't, I'm not even pretending that I'm not, I am that base. Like, that is, that is the level upon which I exist. Like, if I see a nice, round, nude bottom, or a big, beautiful set, or even a small set of beautiful breasts, I will look at it, as a matter of fact our very own, she'll join us later, Fancy Sauce, has really been pushing me to watch this Handmaid's Tale with her. And I'm like, ah, and she's already watched a bunch of it. And I'm like, I don't know, it might not be for me. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, I am kind of into that Elizabeth Moss. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, she's in it. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, does she show some titty? And she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. And I'm like, oh, well, I might want to watch that then. We might have to, to watch The Handmaid's Tale.
1: I, I
0: like her as an actress, but yeah. uh I'm not I'm not feeling it there. Well,
2: she's okay. Like it's uh and, you know, she's not in my top hundred, but right. I like her.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not okay. turning any any, any gratuitous no. yes. action down. Sure. Um I uh but the one thing is like you said, that, that that Juliet in that one, she was way underage. Yeah. Like if I were to see Sandals. that movie now, it would be weird.
2: Very yeah but when you, you know are it's like the it age. was
0: exci- it was exciting when you're that age yeah. but that would be weird if like that popped up on cable yes like I because I think I would probably be like oh, are we close to that scene are they in bed but then now I'm looking at child pornography that's not it's, good.
2: yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I do and my kids anytime they show, of course now in schools they only show the most like sanitized. Pristine, least offensive possible things they can show. And yet my kids still have to bring home a permission So Dad, they're going to show Sing on Friday. Can you sign? I'm like, why would I need to? Are you, are you serious? Yeah, of course you can watch Sing. Like,
0: who's, I want to know. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't like when the pig sings right. or mix a lot. I <laughs>
2: I imagine that there are some Jehovah's Witnesses out there in the world that do raise a stink over such matters, but it's just so weird that this is the world yeah. we live in. By the way, and cuz I only cuz I know I'm going to get tweets about this and I'm sensitive, it it's very it's not very hot, but it's it's beginning to warm up at the Baller lifestyle world headquarters. So I'm I have the studio windows open, so you may hear like some birds. Some passing trucks, stuff like that. It's cannot be avoided. It's very warm in the end. I can't have forced air because then that would really sound like shit. So if you hear, yeah, we're
0: suffering for our art here. Yes, because I'm doing. I'm doing the same thing. I have to turn off the AC down here. Yes, I'm in a duplex, and the downstairs has its own like separate right AC. Yeah, the the top the top floor is all central air. The the downstairs it makes some noise, and uh, I have to turn it off otherwise it's. It's very noisy Heroic. But it's it's it feels like Vietnam. Oh yeah. Okay. Like these days it's like 95% humidity. It's awful.
2: Yeah, it's it's starting to warm up here. It's not like it's like 80 here, which isn't too bad, but I feel if I don't like preface this, but even stuff I do preface, I still get called out on for instance last week. See, oftentimes when we start the show, Ed and I we, you know, we don't see each other. We don't chat other than when we're doing the show. I mean, we text, but we don't talk-talk. So we, before the show, we'll have a conversation before we record. Hey, what's up? What have you been doing? And so we, he and I were in the middle of a conversation last week about – a. we just happened to be talking about another podcast. And I, and I thought to myself, hey, this is kind of interesting. I bet people would like to hear us talk about this. Yeah, just
0: a little – sneak peek into yes, so, what's going on right
2: so people like behind the scenes stuff so then so I just left that in the show but then I got stuff like do you realize that your show starts in the middle of a conversation like yes I do realize that and then I acknowledged it on the fucking show I yeah. I started in the middle of a conversation and then I said hey I'm just gonna start here welcome to the show like mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you that I acknowledge it so it's just a thing so if you hear oh. some, if you hear some birds that's uh that's Just the outside
0: ambiance. Um, I I do have a request. Uh You reminded me Uh of something. Yeah, I appreciate any contributions to the show whatsoever. Oh, Um, Oh,
2: no! Oh, no. Tag, you're over being tagged.
0: (laughs) I (laughs) and on Twitter, surprised it took this long. (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter. You know, when somebody sends me a link and stuff, it's fine. Like right. I, I I love that. I can react to it. Right. Or if it's Facebook, all you have to do is put the person's name in the comment under the article or something you yes. want to do. Yes, yes. I have a handful of people and I, I accept all friend requests and I'm 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 happy to do it. I don't I don't post, you know, kindergarten or whatever, those kind of pictures. So like fine. Right. You know, Your you fr- want to see what friend I'm them all Ed. Friend them all yeah. Okay. But I do have, like, Facebook friendships with, like, my friend's mom and my aunt and stuff yep. like that, my, my family. And I am getting tagged left and right in, like, you know, articles like, hey, this teacher fucked a student. No yes, big deal, There's a lot. There's <laughs> Like, somebody tagged me in, like, a picture of dog shit this weekend. I oh, don't I'm not sure what's that. going on. Yeah. But, like, I don't, you know, it's fine. You want to you know send me jokes and stuff that's fine but like every time i have to quickly just be like all right i'm untagging myself like i don't it's it's fine but like i
2: i know it's great it's
3: great
0: you know no i don't i don't don't want to be i if i have to keep removing the tag i have to remove the friendship i just (laughs) yeah
2: i I understand like
0: because one of those pictures my friend's mom reacted to it and it's like i don't you know I don't, I, don't, I don't want that to be, like, the next time I see her. Like, oh, you got some racy stuff on your Facebook page. Like, you know, I, I, I try to choose my content. When somebody tags you, it's as if you posted that yourself.
2: It is, kind, it is kind of weird that I've officially reached the age where I don't understand technology. Because I don't, like, if somebody posts to my timeline, I have it set up where I can just, where I have to approve it so it doesn't appear on my timeline but when somebody tags you in something for some reason people you that you're friends with can see that even if they're not friends with both people which is kind of weird and then people will interject in conversations and it's you're right i mean there is a thing i don't care like anybody can tag me in anything doesn't really matter to me but the it is kind of weird when it's you ha, when you know people in real life and but then some people you don't really know in real life and they'll just jump in and be like hey and you're like, yeah. wait, is this? I don't know if this is okay, or I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but I don't, I don't care. Like any, yeah, anybody I've can had, tag yeah, me. Yeah, I've like had, had
0: people care. also like, you know, take shots at my brother-in-law and stuff. And it's like, yes, all right, I just, not cool. you know, yeah, that, no, like, that's it's not just, cool. It's just one of those things yes. that it's like, I, you know, I, for me, the the main thing is I put the only the things I put on my page are the things I want to show out there. Yes. And when somebody tags me. What they find funny is now going to be what I find funny. Yeah, and I—I that's it. the part I don't like.
2: Right? Yeah, you're, then you're associated with it. Um, right. uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, a lot of people. There's certain people that like to tag me in um, birds killing other animals and I sort of enjoy those. So well, so you yeah, I would that.
0: be okay being tagged in that. Right.
2: But uh, yes, yeah. um, it's just I know this isn't breaking news because by the time you hear this it'll be we're recording this the day before this goes online but Dwight Howard has been traded. Did you know that, Ed? Ed?
0: Where where is he now?
2: He's in he just goes yeah, he's a he's a hawk which is like he's from Atlanta. So you figure that that he would right. eventually I saw end up him there.
0: play in high school actually. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast. He was in Atlanta yeah.
2: kid. He's a physical specimen. Mm-hmm. He's been traded to Charlotte, which seems like the perfect place for him to be. And also is I don't. I honestly don't know. This is the Charlotte team. Does, do they continue to be called the Bobcats, or are they the Hornets again?
0: Uh, they're back to the Hornets, right. but we we established the Bobcats were named the Bobcats because their owner's name was Bob. That's right.
2: Awful, horrible, horrible—the <laughs> worst, the worst. <laughs> uh, so, breaking news to, to people that will be listening to this tomorrow. In case you don't like get any news between now and then you'll just have heard it from me uh, one more thing i fin d- did you watch the season of better call saul
0: I'm um, i'm way behind so yeah. i
2: was I, I was behind i caught somehow i caught up and then the last episode was last night the last episode of the season yeah the show is so fucking good it just i it just can't get over like the the writing's really good the pace is really good the just all the beats are fucking rad. The the like concurrent stories running side by side are so good, and just the way it's shot, the angles, the lighting, like everything about it is just so fucking good. I'm so impressed with that show, and it's one of those shows where it's kind of like The Sopranos, where like something something will happen, and then they won't. Re- they might go a whole season season before they reference it again. So it's yeah, that's kind of,
0: that's smart.
2: Yeah, it's rad, and so it's it's kind of like you're just like peeking in on this world, and so like the season ended last night, and I'm like not like I'm I'm I want to see what's happening with those people. I feel like I you know I'm gonna miss them. Kind of gay, but anyway, good show. (laughs) Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's good. Watching that, catch up on it.
0: And I like uh, and uh, another show I'm behind on, but I like Fargo for the same reason that like they've taken the tone of the movie, and each season is kind of different. So good, but like the but they've they don't copy the movie so like good. it's 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 hard no. to to do that to have the tone but not like go to the same jokes and stuff
2: Fargo and Fargo's an anthology where it's the seasons are all different, so each season it's a, it it's in the same realm it's in the same area and there actually is some sort of crossover between characters, but it's different periods and time in the same way. But you area. don't
0: need one season. You don't, like, right. There might be a tiny reference, but right. overall you don't need one season to understand the
2: other. But it's it's pushing itself into the realm of quite possibly the best show that's ever been on TV. It's not it's, it's not it's the It's not the best show yet because it's only done three seasons, but it's so fucking good and amazing. And the first season was so good. You're like, well, they're not going to be able to do that again. And then season two was probably better. And you're like, how the fuck did they do that? And now season three, that's the one I'm way behind on. I've only watched the first two episodes, but you got Ewan McGregor, a fucking Scotsman playing this Midwestern this Minnesotan two
0: Minnesota yeah, twins twin
2: brothers I mean it's just crazy the performances the the characters the acting unbelievable great great show yeah. Fargo any more do we need to recommend anything else no we're doing great yeah, though we're we've, we've really, we're really telling good. you how to live your life let's great. um let's um here let's check in on some voicemails all right Chill, the baller podcast up on my phone I turn it on and I feel like I'm home The humor coming from Ed and Brian is smoking But then I think my earbuds are broken Shaking on my phone or something's wrong I wonder who when it turns out down
1: I don't think it's what they were supposed to do Cause Troy and Blu-ray's coming through
2: I haven't been playing enough of our musical beds lately And that's, that one's underrated, so I thought I'd drop it in there <laughs> Email Greetings. Please pass along my thanks to Ed for his book, and more importantly, please thank him for his very inspirational message that he hand wrote on the inside front cover, which also contained his autograph.
0: Yeah, it, you know what you know yeah. what the message was there. What was it? I I went deep. I went with Casey Kasem's words of encouragement to end each show. Ever. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Oh, my God.
2: You know, he made like $100 million doing that, right? Yes. (laughs) He just just, just, introduced (laughs) 20 songs every week, and they played it on a million radio stations and just sent him $100,000 checks. It's
0: crazy. I highly recommend going on YouTube and listening to Richard and Sal from Howard Stern um, cut up his countdown talk. Oh, and do and call, calls? And call, yeah. call the Chinese restaurant, and they're like, number two. And they're like, okay, you want pork for rice? And he's like, so number seven, number six, number five. And they're like getting the order, and they're like, wait, wait, repeat it. And he's like, number five, number six. Like, it's, it's awesome. So it's good. really good. Those guys Just so type funny. in Richard and Sal, Casey Kasem
2: classic uh it will be truly it will be a truly cherished item in my house it will sit beside my hank aaron and brett Favre autographed items the only autographs autographed items i ever got and actually kept lastly i am not entirely sure this is a good thing but my oldest kid age 23 is now hooked on the Baller Lifestyle podcast and has turned some of his millennial friends onto the podcast as well. Since I also have some younger kids, I have a question. At what age would you permit your kids to listen to the Baller Lifestyle podcast, assuming you can control anything they listen to? A very stupid assumption, I might add. Have a great week. Peace. That is from KMac Tech's Ed, that is a great question. I would say zero is probably the age that they could start. I don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> Just put it in the crib. Uh,
0: for, for everyone else, I'd say, yeah, put it in the crib. Yeah. Yeah, we, where we have soothing voices. The kids will get nice rests. Yes. It's great. For my own kids, I'm guessing they're never going to listen to this. No.
2: They're not interested because in this
0: content. Because when they get old enough to handle the content – the content is like hearing about dad masturbating to his high school spanish teacher oh, like it's not true. it's that's not true. gonna work ever
2: we we had that email last week from adam Ansel asking if it was okay to ask for anal on father's day
0: that, <laughs> that's it that's a tough father son
2: that can't be that Although, can't be blamed on you and i that's a listener that's a listener that came right, up with that that's right, that's we wouldn't say that <laughs>
0: Adam made, it came up with the haymaker there.
2: <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, K-Mac. I would say like zero or maybe one. Just put it in the crib. They won't really understand what's going on, but there'll be a list. Also, if you could get them their own device where they could download it separately, have their own iTunes account, and then maybe they could mash with their little paw out a, a, a iTunes review, that would be helpful yeah, to the show.
0: Having them master the mouse... Would actually help with their
2: um... dexterity, their dexterity. fine motor skills.
0: Yeah, the fine motor skills. Right. So, yeah, uh, maybe teach them different logins. Yeah,
2: my kid's twelve, and he watches people play video games on YouTube like exclusively. <laughs>
0: yes,
2: and I don't, and that's all him and any of his friends watch. And so, I don't think like they're gonna be tuning into what we do anytime soon. <laughs> um speaking of people we need to oh also big trade rumor oh ed i want this so much i want this so much the knicks right now no they have a transcendent a generational talent on their roster and of course i'm talking about Kristaps porzingis He's seven he's seven feet three. I don't I don't even think he's like he's like twenty or twenty-one. He's very young. Twenty one. Twenty-one. He has
0: not like mastered the game yet. No. He's a stud. No,
2: and he's got this big body that he's still growing into. Like he's he's seven or eight years away from his peak.
0: And he's got the attitude. He's got the right, like great mindset. Yes.
2: Great dude. Like doesn't take himself too seriously. Like jokes around. Like, happy to be here, not a diva. Like Everything and he's playing in New York. He could be the fucking but embra- biggest star. embraces
0: New York City. Yes, he like, doesn't shy just shy away from it.
2: Everything about the guy is perfect. And rumors broke today via Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, that Phil Jackson, Phil. the genius Phil Jackson, the guy who's such a great coach that his primary skill as a coach was one having really good players and two sometimes giving him a book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's Moby Dick. He's, now, Shaq, can you go rebound and dunk? Exactly.
2: He is so smart, Ed, that he's entertaining trade offers for Kristaps Porzingis. And I want, not for you as a Knicks fan, but for me as an Ed Daly fan, as a fan of Ed Daly's pain, I oh. desperately, desperately, desperately want <laughs> Phil Jackson to trade Kristaps Porzingis for something terrible. I want this so badly.
0: I have a a buddy in who's in France right now who's a big Knicks fan and he and I were texting and like it's just you know, I had to break the news to him in Europe. I was like, this is this is Phil just trying to just twist the knife in our hearts now. This is he's the fucking worst. And he like still thinks the triangle is is the reason why those championships, why he has those rings. He still thinks it. And like the triangle is just
2: basketball like pass it to a guy and then cut to the basket that's a, there's a triangle i've explained right. it to you you throw it over to him and then you run towards the hoop that's it that's the that's the that's the whole theory that's just called basketball
0: except it's old basketball right, it's because slow, half court. in theory in theory in the triangle you don't need a good point guard except in the nba yeah. you do need a good point guard
2: and in, in the triangle you work for an open shot which isn't necessarily a three point shot you work Work for the highest percentage shot, and these days you want to fucking shoot for the most. It turns out there's one shot that's worth 50 percent more than the other shots, so <laughs> you want to get the most guys that are good at those. And some guys can make them so often that it doesn't ever make sense for them to take one from inside the line. You take them from outside the line because you get more points for those.
0: Yeah, and it only took uh, you know NBA minds like. F- three decades to figure out that the three is a valuable shot.
2: This, I was listening to Bill Simmons has this guy who's like a basketball gambler. And he's like, well, I can't remember the guy's name. And so, but I don't want to take credit for this. He was talking about how Phil Jackson was saying when the Lakers won titles, he he said like in a press conference, we don't want to shoot anymore. Uh, we're we're trying to avoid shooting threes from the corner because those turn into long rebounds and fast breaks for the other team. And so this guy's like, "Well, that's well, maybe I've got some ins. That's interesting." So he checked it out. Completely false. Like never. Like was could not have been more wrong. That actually the corner three pointers led shot. Le- yeah, led to the fewest fast breaks the other way. And he was and the
0: closest three pointer. Yes, they and were. Much closer than the top of the game. Right. And
2: they were more often, they more often led to offensive rebounds and putbacks than the, the opposite, which is what Phil Jackson
0: said. So, Bill um, Jackson is yes. on the punch on sight list for right. sure. Oh, he's the best. He's the best.
2: Uh, okay. But speaking, speaking of Porzingis, Sporzingis, he's, he's from some like Baltic. Is he Latvia. like Latvia? Latvia. I get, see, I get Latvia and Lithuania confused.
0: Right. Well. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna struggle with this pronunciation, but Gedvitas Vainaskis, the president of the Lithuanian professional basketball team BC Lightvos Ritas. What a what a catchy name! Yes, really.
2: Uh, like that's better than the Bobcats. Do you think their you think their <laughs> their owner is called Lightvos Ritas? Like their he's called Lightvos, <laughs> so the team's called the Lightvos <laughs>
0: <laughs> My name's Lightvos, so we're gonna be the Lightvos Ritas. Um, well, he had some thoughts, and so uh, let me just just go right mm, to the quote. I love it when people have thoughts. We've always had a stance that there shouldn't be more than two black players on the team.
2: Mm,
0: what happened was that Coach Thomas Pacesis likes to play with black players to control them, to teach them, to tutor <laughs> them. And we ended up with four players that are black. All of a sudden, they came together to form, how should I put it, a sort of gang It cannot be that way. No more than two black players. (laughs) I can say that from my 23 years of experience in the business. Teams don't ever have more than two black players. Then in parentheses, smiles. Because that's when bad things start to take place. Now, predictably, Vynoskis caught some flack over the court and issued a apology? (laughs) The principal position of B.C is that a basketball player, first of all, is a professional. Unfortunately, a few of our foreigners did not meet expectations of the club. During the playoffs, they acted irresponsibly and had a great negative impact on our team's performance. In my interview, I expressed my disappointment about some of the foreign players selected for the season. I apologize if I was improperly understood. Wow. Now, Brian, is Lithuania the Boston of Europe?
2: (laughs) Seriously. Well, I think Russia I think Russia is sort of the possible like all of the former Soviet Union is just a little more racist. Like you're not allowed to be gay over there still. Like you really just don't wanna if you're if you're a professional basketball player and but you're not good enough to play in the NBA, there are a lot of leagues all over the world that are probably happy to have black players around so i would i would avoid like go to turkey or israel greece Greece, you know like italy that spain lots of places to play and also this guy i don't know if this this lithuanian guy did he fall from the phil jackson coaching tree because he seems to have a lot of his same unfounded um, theories about what makes a good team. I, I don't think that there's really ever been a study that would prove that having the fewest black players actually makes you the best team.
0: You know who is the last guy to have that theory? Adolf Rupp in like 1966. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was pretty much, you know, just blown up at that point.
2: It's I love when people do racism and they don't realize they're doing racism. Like they're just they're just saying it like this is just what I think and who would think anything weird about what I'm saying because these are just normal thoughts I'm having about having too many black players makes them into a gang. Like what like that's great. And it, and it reminded me of old Jimmy the Greek, the ble- you see the Black the, is the
0: superior the athlete. The blacks, the blacks are a superior
2: athlete. Yeah, I think I, think, I, think I have the sound from uh, from YouTube. Let's see.
0: WRC TV was asking questions about Martin Luther King's birthday and the progress blacks have made in society. Oh, no. Their CBS sports commentator Jimmy the Greek Snyder gave his R. impressions R. of blacks in coaching in the National Football League.
2: I do like that you could that you're in the eighties your name could just be your your first name and then your ethnicity
0: agree that, Ed that tells you that you you play cards right <laughs> yes yes you like, right
2: you fancy a gamble you can find him at the sports book i get okay here we go
0: right his answers could raise as much controversy as the statements by mm-hmm. former Dodgers executive Al Campanis last April on ABC's Nightline news program
1: yeah pretty soon they're going to have to equalize it for the blacks the blacks for the greeks the jews and for everybody i mean let's make it equal for everybody you know
2: i like that they hit him at dinner so he's probably like three or four cutty sarks deep at least like just totally unfair to old jimmy the greek here
1: and uh is it equal what about in sports Sure. Well, they've got everything. If, if they take over coaching like everybody wants them to, there's not going to be anything left for the white people. I mean, all the Aww. players are black. I mean, yeah. the only thing that the whites control is the coaching jobs. Now, I'm not being derogatory about uh, it,
2: but that's
3: uh, all
1: the uh, no? for them. Yeah.
3: So black.
2: I'm not being racist. Look out, here comes something very racist.
1: Here kind comes the hammer. Beautiful. Well, it's great. It's out there. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the only thing left for the whites is a, a couple coaching jobs. Yeah, maybe we need <laughs> to get more black coaches. <laughs> just, oh, It's all right with me. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sure will- that they'll take over that pretty soon, too.
2: WRC uh, was a- old Jimmy the Greek. He was the best. Uh, yeah, Ed. Racism he- alive and well.
0: Yeah. Didn't he also make... Wasn't there another soundbite with the the b- extra bone in the ankle? Yeah. Like, I think... I, th- I think he also did that I
2: think there was but i I feel like that wasn't the one that got him fired. I feel like that was just like <laughs> accepted. oh Jimmy the Greek he's probably you an know. anatomist he he understands Greeks.
0: there are a lot of smart Greeks he must he must know something <laughs>
2: yes he knows about the extra bone
0: <laughs> how about how about when he he tried to like backtrack a little bit when he goes, yeah we gotta like you know figure it out for the blacks and then he's talking about like in sports and then he goes or the Greeks or the Jews? Like, no, no, no. Yes. Right. <laughs> Two of those three groups really don't represent, you know, aside from like Nick Marcakis and b- baseball. Right.
2: Sean Green. <laughs>
0: like Sean Green and Nick Marcakis. Man, <laughs> yeah. eh, pretty much that's about it. That's all.
2: Hank Greenberg. Yeah. Uh, totally. Well, at least, I mean, that was so long ago they were talking about Al Campanis and Jimmy the Greek. At least... That was so long in the past that we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, th- these days media people n- know better and they're not not—they're not saying racist stuff like they used to, right?
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because yeah? this past week the Supreme Court heard the case of a, an Asian-American rock band from Oregon called The Slants and whether yeah? that potentially offensive term could be trademarked. And then a oh, caller. They're, well, they're,
2: talk- they're probably named after that old um, Dodge engine, the Slant 6, right? They're just like a car eh, reference, right?
0: Maybe, maybe. Well, I'm not getting that no? vibe.
2: Oh, huh.
0: So, uh, New York Sports Talk Radio, a caller brought the case up with uh, the New York St- Sports Talk Bloviator, Mike Francesa, and asked how this would relate to the Washington Redskins. And his response was well, just about as shitty as his sports hot takes. Well, the feeling is that it's going to be the same answer to the same question. The only other debate that they were talking about themselves. They were all Oriental Americans who were part of a rock group, rock band. (laughs) I don't know what kind of rock band. They were some kind of musical band from Oregon. And they could not trademark the name Slant, even though they were a group of young uh, Oriental Americans. And that was the case that went to the Supreme Court, and they feel that it has bearing on the Redskins. Now later in the show, as a producer informed him that Oriental American might be offensive, Francesca was incredulous. "You're telling me it's considered a slight if you call someone an Oriental American?" Francesca said. "What's the proper term now? Since I want to get it proper, since Oriental American is now considered a slight." Oh my God! What would oh not my be God. a slight? When told Asian-American by his producer, Francesa exploded. Oh, Asian-American. So let's make that an Asian-American band. you tell me the word Oriental American is a slight? If they would like me to say Asian-Americans, all power to it. Then I'll say Asian-American. Whatever makes people happy. Has it gotten to the point that that would be considered a slight? Oh, boy. Now, Brian... Has anyone used the term oriental since the 1960s cartoon, The Amazing Chan Clan?
2: Yeah, it's it's like so old-timey. Like, this Francesa is like relatively old, but like in his 60s probably, right? Like, right. he's he's not like old, old that he would think, you know, he's not... Greatest Generation old, he's baby
0: boomer no. old, and the, the, no. and they know, they know it's Asian. Everybody knows it's Asian. Everyone, it's not like a hard thing. Right. And Asian is such a blanket statement. You're you're covering a huge group of people. Get them all. You're you're doing that. It's so easy. And he still is like Oriental. Like even Hong Kong Fui would be like, hey, you know that that seems a little bit racist.
2: Do you want even the or, or the or the Asian the Japanese guy that they. They found on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, At, he was- everything was so racist back then that they wouldn't even hire an actual Asian person, they would just get a white guy from central casting and they would yeah. be like hey you're playing an Asian guy and then they would give him some buck teeth
0: yeah I was going to say fit him with some giant choppers yeah
2: and then they, they did the same with anybody that played a Native American they would just take some swarthy Italian guys and paint them red and they'd be mm-hmm. like you're a fucking Indian today you're an Indian in this movie it's crazy I want you to you wanna let's play a game here okay. the game is guess Mike Francesa's salary what, what do you think oh, he makes no. a year in one year of time what do you think, Mike? For, how do you know? I know you don't listen. What's he do? Like a four or five hour show every day?
0: He does like I think he does like the afternoon drive time show, and yeah. like for a little while after college, I had a job where I had to drive to, right? And so I would sometimes put it on, and all this guy did was carry water for the New York Yankees, right. like. It, in the in the Christmas. jets is he
2: a jets guy too?
0: He was a Parcells guy. Oh, so right. wherever Parcells right. was, and then he would like insult anyone that questioned Parcells on anything. But like he would, it would be December fourteenth, and all you know, playoff Yankees. races heating up in football, and it would just be Yankee talk. talk Could Yankees. be the NCAA tournament final four, Yankees for spring training. And Doesn't that's, matter.
2: That's when he was paired up with the old Mad Dog. Yeah. Mike yeah. and the Mad Dog. Well let's take a guess at I don't know I what the mean, Mad Dog makes, but I, God, I I have a good idea. I've looked it up here, what Mike Francesa makes. One year, one year of work. What do you think he makes?
0: I mean, how much could he possibly make? It's it's like like AM radio. I
2: And this I, is this is just his salary. He probably reads tons of like one eight hundred mattress commercials and whatnot, and he probably gets five hundred bucks to a thousand dollars. Every single time he reads one of those 15 second spots so think of it and he does that a few times a day but that's not added in.
0: 3 quarters of a million? I don't I don't know. What Three can he possibly
2: make? Quarters of a million dollars. That is a good guess if you meant to multiply that figure by like 5. Oh my god. Because he makes 4 million dollars a year. Four,
0: Jesus Christ!
2: Followed by six six zeros, four million dollars a year, and that's not, and that doesn't count the ten grand he gets on a Saturday to go out to a car dealership for an hour and shake people's hands.
0: Yeah, smoke like thirty cigarettes yeah. and then shake two hands and and, and he's them.
2: and he still and he's lives in New York and he's on the radio in the biggest media market in the world mm-hmm. and he still thinks it's okay to call Asian people Oriental.
0: No, he's he's angry when someone pointed it out.
2: Yeah, and then, yeah, he's really annoyed. And then he says "oriental" like five more times, as <laughs> even though he's been told it's racist to say as much. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, what else is going on?
0: Okay, well, there's no question. This is this is the biggest story of the week. Ex New York Giants quarterback Joe Pisarchik, who became a, the CEO of the NFL Alumni Association, is being sued for alle- allegedly sexually harassing three female employees. Now he's best known for being the guy who fumbled away a game in 1978, which was deemed the miracle in Meadowlands.
2: Don't pull a Pisarchik. Don't. Yeah. Uh, let's not yeah, have another Pisarcik. Yeah.
0: This is why they take knees at the end of the games, right? Because like he took the snap and was trying to hand it off and like just dropped it. It yep. was you know. Uh, so anyway, now he's probably known for something else. Three women who worked under Pisarczyk at the NFL uh, uh, Association he, say he constantly subjected them to intense sexual harassment, including butt smacks, lewd comments, and unwanted advances. The women say Pisarczyk ruined a Christmas lunch when he started regaling the women about sexies, uh, about a sex story involving Joe Namath. The women claim <laughs> Pisarczyk told the group... He and Namath picked up two ladies one evening and got happy endings, which oh the women God. understood to mean the men were giving hand jobs or blow jobs. Yes. Posarchik allegedly then told the plaintiffs about how many women he and Joe banged together when they lived together right. in Florida back in the day, yep. and even bragged about nailing Joe's girlfriend one night when the quarterback passed out. But here's the big bombshell Ron Jaworski is also mentioned in the oh, lawsuit God, because.
2: Stop it. Stop, I can't take this. Okay, go on.
0: He's also on the board of directors. The women say Pisarchek would also brag about how many girls Ron banged too. Now Brian, on a yeah. scale of one to ten, how surprised are you that to learn that Jaws fucks? <laughs>
2: I just this Ron Jaworski he just loves to fuck. Like
0: I thought I thought
2: he exclusively, he's so
0: excited. He's so excited for game tape, tape. Uh,
2: Yeah, he brags about how much tape he watches. He watches like ten in season, preseason. He's watching tape like 10 hours a day. So I can only imagine while Nevea is on her knees <laughs> in front of him. He's on some leather couch with the remote, and he's got he's got the all twenty two going going on the TV where he's like see that Nevea! Brady saw the mic stunt in the A gap and immediately checked down to the tight end. Oh! <laughs> like he's, you know how people like to combine their fantasies. Like he's, yeah. he's got them both going on.
0: He's got like three video monitors over yes. the bed. Like you know, like instead of mirrors and stuff, he's got, he's got video monitors. Hey, yeah. last week, Mike McCarthy did a good job establishing the run with Eddie Lacy. That opened up the play-action pass for Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of opening up, how about you let me go back door while I'm down there? <laughs> the success of the play-action took some of the burden off that defense. Would you be a dove and finger my asshole? Do you think,
2: do you think his Tinder profile are like I like to combine my passions.
0: Pussy and the all-22. <laughs> Uh, Travis Kilsey's the X factor in this game. Uh, how about uh you you speck my hairy ass? I
2: mean, I I thought I would go the entire rest of my life without ever thinking about Ron Jaws Jaworski engaged in coitus.
0: <laughs> Just the way he carries himself, he's so excited about football. There's no way you would think he has sex. No.
2: <laughs> oh yes. Because
0: he if that you time. were having sex, you—if you were having sex, you wouldn't be that excited about Tom Brady uh, picking up the safety blitz.
2: And, and there's something about this Pizarcik Pichar, guy bragging that him, right. him and uh, Namath were like tagging in in the same room, and it's like, like everybody's had that college situation where you're sharing a room, or you know, it's everybody's had that moment where it just worked out that you you and your buddy both had a chick in the same room at the same time but nobody's like bragging about it like hey me and guess what me and Tommy did last night you know it's like you kind of like just keep that low like yeah i saw i glanced over and saw your ass in the air it wasn't cool
0: like that's I'd for try- you
2: and Tommy Right, I try, I try to look away. But he's like bragging that him and Joe, Joe Namath were like slapping fives while they were both getting blown by strippers.
0: <laughs> but cool, it's a weird nostalgic. thing to talk to people who work for you and be like, hey, can you believe the hand jobs I used to get with my old buddy? Like, what? <laughs> yes. It's a weird conversation to have.
2: Yeah, just any kind of like sexual reference in, in the workplace is just not cool. Especially when it involves Ron Jaworski. Jaws. Jaws. Unbelievable. Check
0: out that safety blitz. Oh, work my
3: shaft.
2: <laughs> Ed, you know I like to. I like to go in the summertime with my betrothed. My my betrothed have, has roots in Indonesia. Yeah. And we like to go visit. We went last summer. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it over this summer. It's still in discussion. We like to go to Bali. Beautiful there, right? And it's very beautiful. It's very, like, westernized. You know, you don't have to really worry about anything when you go there. You don't have to, you know, it's not like um, sc- scary. It's not like a scary third world place, it's a modernized third world place. So, imagine my horror when I read that this headline, unsuspecting tourists in Bali are eating dog meat that they've been told is chicken satai. Oh, no. <laughs> According <laughs> to a new report, apparently some Aussie journalists went undercover in Bali and did like a four-month investigation to just. Dis- Discover that some of these like street vendors that were doing these chicken satay sticks that are very popular there, very delicious by the way. It's a good, it's like a stick with a piece of chicken on it. Oh
0: yeah, I, that it's is
2: sweet, delicious. Sweet sauce, is delicious. Well, it turns out, and I assume this happens in some of the seedier areas, not in, like the upscale spots where I hang out, that they're at, that it's not actually chicken that they're serving, but. Dog meat. Some of the canine skewers served on the Indonesian island are poisoned from the cyanide used to kill the puppies, and those are the dogs that aren't just bludgeoned or hung from trees to die, Australia's ABC reports. Quote, aside from the cruelty, the greatest shock was to discover that tourists are unwittingly eating dog meat and fueling the trade. The average tourist coming to Bali has no idea that R.W. on the outside of popular street food stalls indicates dog meat. Ed, this is, this is kind of shocking, but again, I'm sure this only happens in, in areas that I don't go to. But it made me wonder, Ed, considering that pretty much every animal is made of meat, why is it that dogs and horses get a pass while cows and pigs are fair game? Like, I, what's a big know. deal? Like, you you eat a pig, you eat a I, chicken. I,
0: I I agree with all that. Yeah, but I'd be kind of bummed out if I ate a dog. Me too. I don't even. I'm not even a dog guy. Like, I mean, I they're way better than cats. But I'm, like, of I'm course, a big pet. I'm not a big pet guy in general.
2: Well, nobody's a cat guy, Ed. No man is a cat guy.
0: I agree, but I'm just. I'm trying to clarify that sure. I'm, I'm. I'm not a dog guy. But at the same time, I'm way more of a dog guy than a cat guy. Still, I wouldn't want to eat a dog.
2: No, no, I don't, I don't think I would
0: either. I mean, I'm when not- I was in Thailand, yeah. like, late one night, bang, all banged up, yeah. I ate scorpion, but I'm fairly confident with scorpion on a stick because it looked right. like it's hard, scorpion. It's hard to
2: mistake. Like yeah, it's like not like they would really. shape,
0: shape the dog into a scorpion shape.
2: Right. That, that, would, be, that would be very difficult.
0: But Probably yeah, be easier
2: just to catch some scorpions.
0: Right. That's the street meet I've done over in Asia, but uh, that's, in, that's, a tough, that's a tough one.
2: I have um, previously recommended the Morgan Spurlock documentary for Netflix, yes. Rats. Yes. And in case you couldn't glean from the title, it's about rats and all sorts of different stories about rats and like, what they are and how they live and how they're impossible to get rid of and how there's so fucking many of them and they're everywhere and they're fucking gross. But they're what the the last part of the movie or one of the last parts of the movie they, they really build it up. They show like this guy who it's his job to go catch all these rats like out wild in the fields. This is in Vietnam. He catches them out in these fields and he and he throws them in a alive. he throws them into a um into like this bamboo cage and eventually he fills it up and then he takes it to another guy and this guy gives him like 50 cents each or something and there is a lot of rats and actually Ugh. everybody's bringing this guy their bamboo cages full of rats and then this guy throws it on the back of his little tuk-tuk and d- Drives on down to town or some other town somewhere. I think he sells them to another guy. But eventually, one guy sells them to a woman that owns a restaurant. And she takes all these live rats and she drowns them in a bucket. And then she takes them out of the bucket and she like skins them real quick. Gets all the little rat meat off and puts them in a pan, sautés them up. She makes a nice little rat noodle thing. And people come from all over to eat her delicious rat f- meat mm. at this place in Vietnam, it's—I I would recommend it. You should really, really check out this movie. It's you called. You keep Rats. talking about
0: it, and each time you talk about it, it seems like more disgusting. Than it's I
2: horrible. Thought. It's horrible. You know how you are are snake phobic? Yes. And I and I think we've determined on the show. I don't really mind snakes. I think. I don't, mind, I don't mind snakes because they eat rats, and rats are something I am terrified of.
0: So was this a long-winded way for you to just, once again, talk about how much you love snakes? <laughs> no,
2: I mean, I didn't know. It, it, did, it did come back to that. That does seem to happen quite often on the show. But uh, I'm just saying, rats are gross. Another thing, while we're on the topic of animal death, did you see that Matador got gored yes. to death? <laughs> In that bullfight in France this week.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch. No. I don't want to watch any anything die. I don't like seeing my food die. No, like I don't. No. I do see anything die. No. But what a bullshit sport that is. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Well, also,
2: Ed, he was he was felled when he tripped on his own yeah. cape.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty bad move having a ca- extra long cape.
2: Yeah, you go in, you know, you go in there and you're all gussied up and your lavender pant, your la- lavender knickers with the pulled up socks and the it's a man's and the, man, the ballet shoes with the palms on the back and the Mickey Mouse hat, and you got your fucking two toned cape out there and you're like, look at me, look at my cape, and then you're like, watch me dodge this bull, and you're like, oh fuck my cape, and then you're fucking on the ground and a fifteen hundred pound Brahma bull is. Fucking fucking goring you to death through the goddamn lung
0: if i've got a fucking giant bull trying to kill me
2: yeah i'm not wearing a cape
0: i'm not wearing goddamn you know slippers from a 1940s movie what are those things yes i don't know (laughs) terrible i (laughs) I mean i want like the best latest in technology sneakers so i can just have the best traction be out of there
2: totally totally agree Also, this guy, this guy, and it's one of those things that there's not really anybody that, um, dies that gets less sympathy than a bullfighter. Like every, I haven't heard anybody go, Oh, it sucks for that guy. Everybody's
0: like, Yeah, awesome. Like, right. Because you're fighting an animal that's half, half in the grave already. Yes. You, you, you kill the fuck
2: out of bulls, like for no reason. I I, I get it that it's like, you know, it's old tradition but there's lots of fucking old traditions that we don't do anymore because they're stupid and killing bulls while people watch while you dance around and kill them with spears that's pretty fucking stupid in my opinion
0: yeah uh but i will recommend oh there was a good movie with pierce brosnan called the matador
2: oh was he like an art thief or something
0: no no no. that was thomas kraft oh uh he, uh, Pierce Brosnan was an assassin and Greg Kinnear's in Mexico City on a...
2: Seen it. Seen it. Good-ass yeah. movie. Really good movie. I must have immediately um, jumped to the Thomas Crown Affair because that's the one where um, Rene yeah. Russo so. gets her big titties out. Yeah, and that's, That
0: was a, oh, that man, was a good, good movie, man. too. Yeah, that is a good movie. But The
2: Matador, very good movie. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah. another... Tragic passing. <laughs> the first person to ever survive the leap into Niagara Falls without protection in 2003 has died. And you're probably thinking, well, as a while ago, he probably had a heart attack or cancer, some other natural cause, car accident, opiate overdose. But no, Ed. He kicked off after attempting the plunge yet again, this time with the protection of an inflatable ball. Police found the body of 53-year-old Kirk Jones floating in the Niagara River two weeks ago after trying the stunt in a 10-foot inflatable ball. (sighs) Authorities say Jones took the 180-foot plunge. That's a pretty long journey like you'd have some time to think about what's going to happen to you 180 right. feet that's
0: 18 stories <laughs> that's uh like halfway down you're like yeah you know what i'm an idea i probably shouldn't have done this but I mean, i'm sure i'll make it I'm it's, sure like, I'll
2: be fine. it's like that movie the bridge where they interview the people that survived oh, the yeah. jumping off the golden gate bridge and then all of them are like as soon as i stepped off you know what i thought fuck life's not that bad it's, i didn't need to do this every single one of yeah. them were like i didn't need to do that why'd i do that Oh, this was stupid. And they all
0: had, and they all had a long time to think. Like the yeah. way they, they tell the story, it's like, yes. yeah, I, I had lots of time to think as I was yeah. plummeting.
2: You're floating. Well, Ed, this guy jumped on April nineteenth, mm-hmm. but his body wasn't discovered until June second. So you know, whoever had to deal with what was left of this guy, or what he'd become, not good, not. Good, like that's, that's some serious PTSD. Uh, police said Jones, and you knew there would be a connection at some point, who had been living in Spring Hill, Florida, was in the area on April 19th, and he may have been attempting a stint, stunt by going over in a large inflatable ball. The ball was in fact found in the rapids that same day. But again, the body took a couple weeks to find Ed, I need to know, what is the bigger tragedy here? The tragic and senseless loss of life of a misunderstood daredevil? Or, that before he died, this person may have passed his genetic material on to future generations before <laughs> I could get him with my sterilization laser?
0: <laughs> it's amazing for, in, so many re- in so many ways, because, first of all, he cheated death already. Like Once you do that, Would't you just check that off your list like i, mean, I like I'd, i I should have died I'd survive something I should have died from also he's from somewhere in Florida that I've never heard of
2: Spring Hill, Florida. it sounds he, I'm just gonna guess that's the redneck riviera yeah, area of which Florida. means
0: he's cheating death every day. Does he need to do something else like he he is blessed that he's lived that long and yet he still wanted to do a stupid stunt, and it's the same thing as like sword swallower and all oh. like these dumb things it's like yes you're doing something that really doesn't benefit anybody
2: um yeah like what's – assume that you survive like you didn't get a tv contract to do it like i saw one of those walendas
0: oh they did a special or something like a year or two ago
2: yeah the one walenda the the living walenda cuz i'm pretty sure they all died at some point yeah. like in the 70s or 80s but there's one that's alive, and he fucking walked across that Niagara Falls on a tightrope.
0: Yeah.
2: Which is, I can't watch. Like, my balls suck up into my body yeah, I, when I see shit like that. Yeah, I can't watch like that. <clears throat> I'm yeah. just not into it. I don't want to see him. And I know there's a seven-second delay. I don't care. Not into it. But then I saw this week that his wife, she got flown out there on a helicopter Above Niagara Falls, and she climbed out, and they had like this big ring hanging from the helicopter, and then she like got in the ring. And she's like sitting, sitting in the ring, and then she's like hanging from the ring, and then she like put something in her mouth and like bit down, and like, like Niagara Falls, like and just hung out there <clears throat> for like a couple minutes just hanging by your teeth. And I'm sure it was sponsored, I'm sure there was some money involved. But still, like what's like how how's how that your thing? Like how's like what what's what's the benefit there? Like how much yeah, money
0: what, does it take? And what like who's paying for it? Right. Like who gives a shit about this stuff? Yeah. Cuz like, somebody's got to bankroll that. Right, like, he, I mean, helicopters aren't cheap. Like all of it. Like somebody's got to pay for that lifestyle.
2: Yeah, some some skeevy promoter.
0: Well, like what? Could, what together? promotion? It's terrible. I don't know.
2: I f- I feel like the walk across was on like Discovery Channel or something. But who's
0: watching that? I remember only knowing about it because of social media. But no way was I going to watch that. Like it just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't totally. I'm it, not cheering for to to watch him die. But if he does it, it's just like. That was a really stupid thing to do. You're lucky you're alive.
2: It it really it makes my actual balls suck up inside of my actual body. Like I cannot. I can't there with you. Yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable. Speaking speaking of TV ratings, Mm -hmm. I saw that Megyn Kelly's Alex Jones interview. (laughs) Alex Jones, who I don't know if you've seen the guy, but if you haven't seen a picture of him. Take a look at that picture and then go and then ask yourself this question. How old is this person that I'm looking at? Because you're and then your, your answer is probably gonna be. Your like, answer
0: will never be right south <laughs> of sixty.
2: Well, yeah, you'd be like, I don't know, 71, 68 like he could be in his late fifties, but he lived real hard. And so he looks older. Well, he claims to be forty-three, and that would have been my first question when I was interviewing him. I'd be like, How do you expect people to believe anything you say when you're telling people you're forty-three years old? Because you're clearly at least Sixty-eight. What's going on with that?
0: Right. The Sandy Sandy Hook truther stuff. That's awful. Yeah. But that's still got to be the second question.
2: Right. Well, it and they really hyped it up. Like it was all week long. They're like, oh my god, like this is should she do it? Like is it is this right to give this guy a platform? And you know me, I don't like I that whole like Milo Yiannopoulos and. And Coulter, where they're like, "Don't let him speak." I'm like, "Fucking let him speak." They say stupid shit. Like, let him get out there and talk. That's how you fucking expose people. You let them say the stupid shit they say. So, but apparently, he go got there- like
0: he got like tens of thousands of more Twitter followers after this.
2: Exactly. It's so, but so they were going to put this guy Alex Jones on TV, and it was like a big deal. A lot of people arguing. He's like, "She sure, misrepresented what I said. I have the documents and all this shit." and so then they aired it I didn't even realize they aired it until I saw the next day they aired it but it was defeated handily in the ratings by a rerun of 60 Minutes and a rerun of America's Funniest Home Videos like despite (laughs) all despite all his millions of Infowars followers and fucking kooks that are into him and then all the NBC publicity that they tried to drum up like should they do it should they not they fucking still couldn't get anybody to watch it so that's it. Like, just let let these dumb shits talk, and, and they will expose themselves.
0: And all the, the consternation over her and her credibility, like, her fucking credibility. I remember there was a clip, like, a year or two ago where she was, like, angrily defending that Santa Claus was white. Like, it yes. was, like, a, a thing. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like, no, Claus I know for a fact yes. Santa yes. is white. It's like, what?
2: I'm pretty sure I don't know this but I'm pretty sure Fox does like a like Christmas time is every year is all about there being a war on Christmas like there's like People don't want you to celebrate Christmas. Like people are anti-Christmas, and I've never encountered any of those people. I'm sure there's some people that exist that are anti-Christmas, but they make it like there's this fucking massive conspiracy against Christmas. And I, yeah, so like I there's assume,
0: 200 million Ebenezer Scrooges out there. Right. Like, <laughs> I
2: assume that the that Santa being white is falls into their the war on Christmas uh, line of thinking. Okay. Yeah. It is time. It is nearly time. Let's hold on. I think last week I didn't have music. This week I do. We've discussed all the nonsense news. It's only at the end of the show when we get to the part where we talk about the real news. Celebrity news. Gossip Jennifer Lopez. I saw Jennifer Lopez was on a fucking boat in the in the in the Mediterranean. South of France.
0: You, this, you this know week. why? You know why you know that? Why? Because she told you. Like
2: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. But she was She
0: hasn't been anywhere without telling somebody where she, she's gonna be.
2: She was out there with her perfect ass and her hot body and just being so fucking hot. And there was that Alex Rodriguez, and he's just Smiling, He's like the cat that ate the canary because he's like, yeah, I'm fucking Jennifer Lopez on this boat tonight. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's that's the thing I'm doing. I'm Alex Rodriguez. I'm rich as fuck. And I'm banging Jennifer Lopez tonight.
0: By far his greatest score. Oh, By, by far. far.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, joining us now is our pop culture correspondent she's the one that shares these kinds of stories with us of course i am talking about fancy sauce how are you doing fancy i'm good how's it going guys
1: hey, it's a big responsibility bringing you guys the and all our listeners the the news
2: um thank you for joining us yeah bringing us the the real news it's a big
1: responsibility right. bringing you guys and all our listeners that's, the real news that's
2: right i week need to week i i i I Did would, I hear
1: you forgot my playing music last week?
2: Well, no, remember last week there was a can conundrum. Oh,
1: that's right. And I didn't
2: have the can conundrum sound, but I, I added it in post because I'm basically a sound engineer.
1: Yes, you are at this
2: point. Uh Kate. Oh wait, quickly, let's do an email. We have an email for Kate.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, one thing I just want to add mm, that yes. I caught like a minute of uh Michelle watching The Bachelor. I am a fan of that Bachelor or Bachelorette. Oh yeah. I'm a Rachel. fan of that chick. She's yeah,
2: right. Rachel. Mm. The problem is, I don't. I can't watch. She the,
1: could use bangs, though. I, she's got a big forehead. She kind
2: of does. I. Um,
1: she's pretty though.
2: She's yeah, and she's a lawyer. And she's got her shit together. But what I can't. A
0: lawyer can just take that kind of time off. I don't, I don't
2: know, know. That's a good question. She uh, seems pretty smart. I I think they shoot the whole thing in like three weeks. Okay. Like you could knock Still, it out. That's the weirdest the thing
1: off. ever to go on that show.
2: But I where last night I had a show on, and then the show ended. And it was like a DVR thing, and so then I delete the show, and then it, and then what was on TV at the moment was The Bachelor, and it, it, was a bunch of guys sitting around, and they're like, one guy's like, "I just, I never met a woman with such poise and class, and I just can't help but I feel like I am <laughs> falling funny. in love with her, and I just want to be with her every minute." Brian was and,
1: like, "What is going on? Dudes, I'm, don't talk like that it to, to another each other." Dude?
2: He's, he's saying it to a group of dudes. There's like seven what? dudes sitting around, and the other dudes are like, "Oh, the way she carries herself, she is just the picture of class. She's like a princess." And She's I just
1: wife material, yeah, yo.
2: I want to just carry her on a over the threshold and be married to her. And I'm like, Can you imagine if a buddy said that? Yeah, it's I was, I'm like, I'm like Kate. Like, this is why I can't watch the show. There's no, there, I cannot picture a scenario where a situation like this would occur because this is not how men talk to each other. This is not a conversation amongst men.
0: This there's isn't a, what we
2: do. It was pretty you know weird. What? There's
0: a, uh, there's a slur that we're not allowed to use anymore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But Oriental. If, it starts with if, a
0: G. No, it begins with an F. If like your Uh-oh. buddy said that, yeah, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be real tempted to use it.
2: That's the, that's the only that's the only way you ever used it because that that's is, of
1: course, it's one it's of true. the main I reasons I that. can't watch The Bachelorette anymore yeah, because yeah. I can't deal with sitting around listening to a bunch of dudes talk like that and, and act w- like that.
2: When it's The Bachelor, it's funny because it's chicks and the chicks are all, they're all real self-conscious inside and they're all, and the dude is just like a total just, Normal dude, like he's never like an especially interesting or funny no. guy, he's he's handsome, but that's all he's got going for him. And so, when the chicks are like getting all into it, you're like, Why, how do you guys not see this? But then, when you see the guys do it, it's just like so pathetic and forced and sad. I'm, I'm not into the bachelorette, I am into Bachelor in Paradise, though, which is coming.
1: I have some Bachelor in Paradise. You, news. Oh, dude, can we start with that? Sure,
2: okay, let's let's talk about Bachelor in Paradise. I understand. It may have been saved. Ed, do you remember last week when we discussed? Yeah,
0: there was like a a rape accusation. Yes,
2: yes. There was something, there was something afoot.
1: Yes, Warner Brothers has concluded that there was no improper, or there was no misconduct.
2: After an
0: investigation. Yes,
1: so they have, shooting has, thank God, resumed for Batch in Paradise.
0: Oh, thank God. It must be cool for her parents. We did a thorough investigation, and we just concluded your daughter's a whore.
2: Yeah, your, your daughter was just really <laughs> fucked up, and she was into it. She was After knowing-
0: careful consideration, <laughs> yes. we, we determined she's a trollop.
2: We tested her dampness. Trollop. Such a good word. No she one uses was, that. in fact, sufficiently moist for us to know that she was interested in the sexual conduct she was
0: partaking she's in. She's a certified skeezer. <laughs>
1: um, not... Over, according to Corinne Olympios and her team, her lawyer, Marty Singer.
2: Oh, he's big time. Who
1: will be taking this all the way to the bank. Marty
2: Singer's like the go-to divorce guy in LA.
1: So we'll see what happens, but Warner Brothers has decided that. They don't think anything improper went down, yep. and they're taking their they're chances. They're going to take their
2: chances. So, but the thing is, is that the only reason, or the main reason I was tuning in was to watch Corinne.
0: Like, she's like a, a
1: It really does suck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's,
1: I got I to agree. Yeah. I,
2: she makes it interesting.
1: I just realized that she won't be on yeah, after that now No, she's, that, no, she's not going
2: to be there. I doubt they're going to air. I bet you they'll just reset. Because if, if this is going
0: to be litigated... I don't think yeah, they, really can't, they can't. They can't show. They can't show anything that no, could no. Expose well, them.
1: There's, no. they're still claiming it's going to air this summer, right. so we'll see what happens. But it'll be
2: like the Ravens and the Danielle. It'll be M. later in the summer, like Danielle M. It'll be
1: everybody except her. They'll replace her and um, Demario with I'm somebody. N-
2: I'm not into the whole man card thing, but if you are into Danielle M., you should probably have yours revoked.
1: Which one was that?
2: She's the real she, morose, she muscular. One. And she, no, she's real skinny. Oh
1: yeah, with she's the thin real lips. skinny.
2: She never smiles, and she's just like, hey, uh, yeah, my boyfriend <laughs> killed himself with heroin. What? It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm really into Nick. Can't you tell? I'm I, remember, s-
1: I remember her now that you're you're doing that yeah, impression. Well,
2: I the thing is, is it it's not me. It's the Thor I get the producer shoot me up with Thor <laughs> prior to every scene. So this is I just I would be more animated, but I just it's the. I Thor-zine. hope Warner
1: Brothers doesn't sue us now. Oh
2: yeah, let's hope not. Let's hope they do to get us some promotion.
0: <laughs> that would be what the, the best promotion for the show. Yeah,
2: I don't have anything that they can have. Uh, okay, what else, Kate?
1: All right, um, the actor Miles Teller. You guys familiar with Miles? Yeah, Tyler?
2: Whiplash. He's Whiplash really a really good, good movie. He's one of our.
1: He's one of our best kind of.
0: But young his drum counts. teacher,
1: like, so good. gets
0: to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, he's so good in that movie. He's Schillinger. Really good. Yeah. You know
2: what else is good at? But yeah.
0: can you imagine, like, one day somebody throws a symbol at your head, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to continue." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, well, it's Schillinger. He it's might, not the only school in the country. I'm getting the fuck out of here. If
2: I don't continue to play the drums, Schillinger might mortar me into a wall Did he alive. punch him in
1: the face? He like slapped him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was he, a good he, movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. So um, you know what else he's good at? Miles Teller. Getting really fucking drunk.
2: Oh, interesting. Oh. So he
1: was in San Diego this weekend and he was uh, arrested for drunk and disorderly. You gotta be- well, I think what happened was he was wasted. The cops said you can sleep it off in one of the San Diego have free like detox centers run by oh, really? volunteers where you can sleep it off rather yeah. than.
0: That's cool. Um, That's a
1: pretty nice deal. Yeah. yeah. California. So the, the, cop, out here. the cops took him to a detox center, but he was super uncooperative oh, wasted. Yeah. That's
0: what drunk but, people do. Um, Wait, you know what's weird is like, I mean, maybe you're going to get into this, but if you get that shit faced. Like you don't have anybody with you? Yeah, where's your buddies?
1: He went to see. He claims he was seeing his friend who was about to be deployed. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming to Afghanistan somewhere. Syria. I mean, we deploy people all over the world. We're we're involved in in a whole left, right, and center. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they don't even tell us anymore.
2: Yeah. So
1: who knows? Um, anyway, so he was uh, he when he was uncooperative at the detox center. He was then arrested and transported to a local jail where he was booked. He did get on Twitter and try to say that he wasn't charged with anything, but um, looks like he was.
2: Uh, I saw a headline where he tried to say he was overserved. Don't fucking, you're the guy no. ordering the drinks, asshole. You're doing the shots.
1: Um, what a little bitch. Don't
0: blame it on the yeah, person I'm that not gave deal- you the booze. I'm not down with that either. For. I one time I one time had to give a deposition. Oh no. Um I worked at a bar and this drunk dude left the bar and got in a car accident that really fucked him up. And I was He's, the one who had him thrown out of the bar. And so nice. like they had to like confirm what happened, like whether he was overserved. And it was I, I don't you know, I just said pretty much I only saw him when he was shit faced. I didn't see him get served. But like it's. I, I feel like that's a weird excuse. Like the bar is responsible. Like yeah, I don't know. You're responsible, right?
1: Right. Like how? I don't feel like there's any recourse against someone overserving you. Right. As a citizen, like there's nothing you can do.
0: I was the fucking busboy, so I wasn't sweating it out, right?
1: Yeah. Like you can't be charged as yeah, a bartender. No, yeah, it's
2: illegal. Yeah. It is. It's just hard to prove. Yeah.
1: I would. I would think after the fact it would be very hard to prove. Yeah.
2: Uh, what else, Kate? I
1: it's, have some. I have some. Shout out to
2: Miles Teller.
1: Yeah, Miles, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. He's
2: Sleep handsome. You're like, a good actor, guy. though. Yeah, he's a very good. Very actor. good looking too. Yeah.
1: Respect, but yeah. seriously, seriously. Um. Okay. Baller lifestyle celeb favorite Johnny Depp.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, oh Johnny Depp making an appearance, huh?
1: <laughs> um, apparently, he's in some financial trouble. Which is amazing to me because those Pirates of the Caribbean movies and all the backhand points, et cetera, must make him so much money.
2: No, we've talked about this. He spends like $3 million (laughs) a month on wine or something. It's like a ridiculous, he has ridiculous expenses. Leaked
1: emails um, between his management company um, and himself. He owns,
2: he has nine condos for sale in the same building.
1: So he's trying to. I guess he's trying to sue his um, management company for mismanaging yeah. his finances. But so they've leaked some of the emails just to to prove that they've been trying to rein him in for many years. Yeah. And in those emails um, was a brilliant exchange where he talked about how he said regarding the plane situation, I don't have all that many options at the moment. A commercial flight with paparazzis in tow would be a fucking nightmare of monumental proportions.
2: I mean, the, the paparazzi don't get on the plane with you.
1: So um, Jay Depps is, and then he said, um, this must have been, I'm not sure what year this was. It was a while ago. Know that I'll be starting The Tourist, which will be 20 wow. mil. Oh. I will then go virtually straight into Pirates 4 for 35 mil. Wow. And then Plus in turn the to Dark Shadows for another 20 mil. Wow.
2: That's a lot of money yeah. in a year. The tourist in Dark
0: Shadows were massive, massive bombs. I I, I've never bomb. even heard of Dark Shadows, but That's I the know one the tourist a- was a massive bomb.
1: Well, Dark- and pr- pr- prior to this was The Rum Diaries. Yeah. Or did that come after? Yeah. Also a huge flop.
0: Yeah. He's, all,
2: he's never had a hit other than his Pirates movies that I can remember. But he
1: gets paid a lot of money. A lot of money. Which is so dumb.
2: 20 million bucks. Imagine wow. – Doing three jobs in a year where you net at least seventy five million, or you gross at least seventy five million dollars, and not and having money problems, Well you still I, dress I like that. I blame oh, management yeah. is
1: uh, Johnny. Is that was
2: yeah. it? Your, it was your yeah. manager's fault.
1: Yeah. It's so, so weird uh, how he just I, calls you know, in.
2: Yeah.
3: They they have unrealistic expectations for me. I bought a uh, fourteen million dollar armoire that used to belong to Milton Berle. And they uh, somehow had a problem with that.
2: Unbelievable! Shocking!
3: So, so I'm going to make uh, as many parts of the Caribbean movies as possible, and uh, possibly star in some remakes. Uh, I was thinking I could be in a new version of Annie. Oh. Uh, I could. I could Daddy play Warbucks. short. I could play short round uh-huh. in a, a new version of uh, of that Indiana Jones movie. Good idea. No time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Wow! Fantastic uh, that big cleanse. What about
1: <laughs> what about Twenty One Jump Street? The movie Twenty One plus Twenty One years later.
3: Oh, sick! Oh. Yeah. You see, uh, Richard Grieco and I have been spitballing a few ideas. I bet you yeah. um, have. But uh, we're we're still getting a holdout from Harry Ayuki. <laughs> uh, so we- we're gonna to have to put the band back together. <laughs> yes!
2: Wow, that would be fantastic.
1: really—I would see that.
2: What's is there? Is there any concern? Has your management asked you at all, Johnny? We know you spend something like forty thousand bucks a month on wine, but where where have you drawn the line? Where you said I cannot just tighten. I cannot tighten my belt is it in fact on belts because you seem to wear six or seven belts at once is that the one expense the one extravagance that you uh, have to maintain well can you imagine
3: my dismay if the paparazzi found me with anything less than a half dozen belts
1: yes it would be it's so embarrassing it would
3: be the situation would be right. untenable
1: and you can't fly believe. with that many belts cuz you no. you would have to take them all yes. off yeah. going and through you know, s- security. security you know
3: Airport security really gives me some some guff with uh, with the diamond studded uh, belts. Yes. So uh
1: and you have I to would take appreciate- off your stack of bracelets yeah. too before Ringle you go through. Yes. Yeah.
3: So that's pretty much why I have to have my own jet because uh I, I can't, kinda get, I can't deal it. I get with
2: it. it. Yeah. Well also the, also the payload. You probably have a number of valises, trunks and other uh Luggage just to carry your scarves. You have, you're known to wear seventy, mm. maybe eighty scarves at a time, and you you don't day to day. You don't obviously don't wear the same. And a lot scarves. of hats
1: too. Yes. A lot of fedoras yep. that have to be in special hat yep. boxes. Understand you
3: you can't be as mysterious looking as I am with only fifteen thousand hats. You need upwards of seventy five thousand hats. That's right. That's right,
2: that's why you are, that's you why you
3: get the can't, big
1: bucks. Yeah, yeah. you can't mm-hmm. have that homeless three musketeers look.
2: I imagine. Well, I,
3: I learned uh, my my uh, my mustache growing skills were honed when I was working on the, the set of Cry Baby for John Waters, and he told me the wispier the better. And so... Uh, oh, yeah, I, John Waters
1: I, loves a wispy I mustache. I pay
3: a, a, a personal groomer uh, $74,000 a day so they can... Um. Really, cut my uh, wispy mustache in such a way to creep everyone out.
2: Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Well, Johnny, thank you for joining us. Thank Johnny. you. I hope you Thanks can sort reason. out your money Thanks. situation,
1: and I really hope your band, The Hollywood Vampires, wow. makes another with <laughs>
0: Alice Cooper.
1: Um, appearance. Is that,
0: is that for real? He has a Hollywood Vampire. Uh, please, band?
1: Go- please Google it. Yeah,
2: it's out. <laughs> it's him. So good, <laughs> and he's a guitar player. With Alice Cooper is the singer, I think, yeah. and uh, uh-huh, Joe. No. Joe Perry from oh, Aerosmith. Hold on, I now I need to know the whole band. Can you imagine somebody paying money to see that? No, no, no I couldn't. Hollywood <laughs> vampires. What a sick name, by the way. Really is. Um. Okay. Official, They're kind of dangerous. Official website. Oh yeah. It's so it's just it's just the three m- of them. Yeah, it I must think. be like Spinal Tap with the drummer. The drummer's just whoever because it's Joe Perry and Johnny Depp and alice cooper i don't know who plays bass so the bass player the whole rhythm section is mystery well,
1: the they made their debut appearance i guess in like 2015 yeah um and the three core members were accompanied by duff mckagan and matt sorum oh and then tommy henrickson and bruce witkin also wow
2: former guns and roses yes players so oh, um
1: pretty sick all around.
2: I see Johnny here. Johnny's got a scarf, but it's tied around his head. Here.
1: I just want to um, read the rest of this email to his manager, Joel. Oh yeah, he says. He um, says, "What else can I do? Everything has three question marks after yeah. it." By the way, oh no, what he's da- one of those, That's and bad. he doesn't capitalize anything. Is he have an assistant? What else can I do? You want me to sell some art? I will. You want me to sell something else? Sure. What? The boat is going to be charted at New Year's, and Sony will then charter it for the tourist shoot in Venice. Other than that, i got bikes, cars, property, books, paintings, and some semblance of the soul left. Where would you like me to start? Like, how does he have that stuff but
0: no cash?
1: Yeah, yeah anyway.
0: What, when do you think this, this all happened? Like, do you think he was this kind of disaster during no. Edward Scissorhands, no. or it's like when you start making yeah. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean money?
2: Yeah, no. I think it's sort of in between. It's just when you get detached so far from real life, when the when the money isn't real, it's so much money that it's just when somebody's like, "Hey, you want to get an island for fifty million dollars?" You're They're not like, handling yes, your own
1: I money do. either, How so you're do I not having. You're island? very disconnected from yes the whole um, buying for things, paying for things, and seeing that money no longer in your bank account. Yeah, totally. Shocking. It's crazy.
2: Okay. Oh, hold on. I didn't, we haven't, let's do it. Let's interrupt briefly. Let's do a quick email here. Okay. I, I forgot we had an email for Kate. Email. My friend, Jeff, who is 40 and single hangs with his mom all the time. <laughs> we were talking about Kevin Durant having a little bit too close of a relationship with his mom last week. They go to movies together and on vacation. Super fucking weird. And it's just his mom. His parents divorced in high school, and his only sibling lives out of town. I like how he names him Jeff. Jeff. Ed, and uh, this guy's just got bullet points here. Ed and anyone else who doesn't shower before bed is disgusting. If you're a normal person, you've probably shit during the day, and no, your crack isn't completely clean after you wipe, even if you use a wet wipe. This especially applies to men because of our hairy asses. Gross. Ed, if you work out, I hope you shower after that. <laughs> what? Of course.
0: Uh, hey. there's somebody else that we have to talk about. Does he shower immediately afterward? Because he what? doesn't. What
2: that's who? Me? You Well you I wa- talk about how you yes, work out at lunch. That's true. And I you don't
0: shower till night.
2: I was that is true. But I'm not doing that anymore because I don't have I don't I go to a different gym now, so I do shower after the gym. But I, do, I shower. I usually go to the gym in the afternoon, and then I shower at night, like a normal person. It's normal to take a shower
0: before you get into bed, get all clean. Well, get it clean depends on the time of clean. year for me. I will always shower in the morning, but I would say sometimes you do both. I, well, if I had to guess, I'd say I probably take about four hundred and fifty showers a year. Like there, there oh, are wow. a lot of a lot of days where I'll do, uh, you know, two showers. Uh, I, a two shower day.
2: It's you peacocky? Oh, I actually shower. took two morning.
1: showers today. Oh, did
2: you? You did a gym shower and then a morning shower.
1: No, I worked in the garden and oh. in the garage, and it's very hot here yes. in Southern California. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, fantastic. AKA heard, the best
1: place like, to live. Yeah. But um, I was all dirty and sweaty, yeah. so I took a shower. Yes. And then I just took another one. Right.
0: I heard it's like a trillion degrees in Phoenix. It's, like the, yeah. the airports don't even work. Yeah, um, 120 degrees.
1: All the planes are grounded. Yeah, It's too hot. Too hot for planes to fly. Hey, but global warming is not a real okay. thing.
2: Uh, okay, so let's finish this email. Okay. For fancy, Brian, you saying get up in those guts reminds me of a guy <laughs> worked uh, with using so this gross. line about performing oral sex on a girl while it she's on her gross. cycle.
1: Do not oh say God. that. <laughs>
2: Keep a plug in and I'll stay high. Wayne. Of course this pissed her off, so he went for it as she was leaving. He said when you gonna When you gonna let me get up in them guts? Oh man. Also, a good podcast is S Town. That's from Wayne. Excellent email, Wayne. i just no, I don't like period jokes. Uh okay,
0: Kate. <laughs> What else?
1: Well, I'm still recovering. Wow. But he didn't need a minute. Me,
0: I will. I will agree. I even, that what is Evan? Estelle was, was pretty good. Was there a yeah, was pretty good? Yeah.
1: Was there a question?
0: <laughs> no, there was. not I he, think he just wanted to like a lot just cut of off some things. Yes.
1: Your buddy and your Jeff needs is to weird. break it off with his mom, yes. though.
2: And you know, like it's okay to be cordial and be nice and you know have your mom over, go to brunch, whatever. But like, it's just not be too
0: buddy buddy you can i mean there are varying degrees of being close with your mom like, yeah i know people that are closer with their with their mom like they they speak more frequently right like and that's that's okay but like hanging out is kind of i don't yeah. know
2: yeah no i get it uh okay kate what else you got going on here in the world of pop culture
1: um i'm sad to say that Prodigy of rap duo Mob Deep has choked to death on an egg.
0: Well, is that? Oh, is that how
1: he (laughs) died? Before before dying of unknown causes at just forty-two. Mob Deep, one of the all-time best hip-hop acts. Hell on Earth, Murder Music, two of my favorite albums. So, so it's a it's a sad day.
0: Tragic, tragic. I I saw, I saw, like it was a small venue, a boxing event I went to at South by Southwest and, and they were there and like, they were just like standing amongst like, there were probably like a hundred people there. Yeah. It was a cool, cool private show. That's really cool. I guess
1: he had been hospitalized due to complications from sickle cell anemia, um, he was pretty sick when he choked on the egg
2: awful that's horrible that's just terrible, terrible, that's a terrible like on a whole awful. egg,
1: do you think uh, like I don't trying know. to eat a whole I would think a, scrambled a whole egg. boiled egg? No,
2: I don't think they would serve you that in in
1: hospital. Well,
0: I think people choke when like I mean they choke on their own uh. You know, spit like towards the end. If they are, they're in really, it, yeah, and yeah. They're
2: too, they're too weak. Uh, oftentimes to eat and to swallow, S- swallow.
0: And, yeah, it sounds like that's kind of what was going
2: on. Uh, okay, Kate, what else?
1: Um, apparently, Bobby Flay.
2: Well, Bob Flay.
1: <laughs> okay, Bobby Flay is suing his interior designer. Yeah, for what? a couch. Yeah. A custom-made couch that this, this he a, didn't like was a, uncomfortable. This is
2: a guy who's got a lot of money. The
1: couch what? cost almost twenty thousand dollars. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the badass. first problem. It's a badass couch.
1: I've seen a picture of it. Like, you don't need to spend that much money no, on the no. unless you have a very large room and you're doing a real like custom um, like twenty-seater situation. Unless
2: Frank Sinatra fucked Ava Gardner on that fucking couch. <laughs> It's not worth 20 grand.
1: But apparently but, the suit says the sofa was deficient and not suitable for use in the plaintiff's residence as it was intolerably uncomfortable to sit on. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway. But having an
0: interior designer and a $20,000 couch, is there another part to the story? Like, is there something what is, what we you need saying? to know about Bobby Flay? This
2: Bobby Flay, is, he gets a lot of pussy head.
0: I don't know what Our,
2: you are insinuating here.
0: I'm just, I'm just saying. You, I, you know, we were talking about guys with cats.
2: Yes. Yeah. Does, Bobby Flay, Does cats? Bobby Flay have cats?
0: Does Bobby Flay have cats? He's Is he an occasional gentleman of the peers.
2: This guy, diagonal sleeper, early, early botanist,
0: midnight botanist.
2: This guy, this guy, he got Betty Draper, January Jones. He was married to some chick from NYPD Blue, Stephanie March, who is very. They had an epic
1: battle over their prenup agreement after they split up. Yeah, he had an
2: ironclad prenup.
1: Also, this is
2: the guy. I remember when this guy used to do chilling and grilling with uh, Jack. There was the whole concept of the show on the Food Network was is that Bobby Flay he made his meals on a gas grill, and the other guy he made his on charcoal, and that they would like battle. And that's how this guy got a start. And now
1: he's got fucking $20,000 couches. I get an affair with January Jones, too. Yes,
0: he supposedly cheated yeah. on our bunch
1: anyway, of Anyway, suing that's his interior a designer owner. for 40 grand. I, think I would
0: totally ruin my and family for a night with January Jones. She's pretty hot.
1: Ed, it's, didn't he...
2: weren't you eating at one of his restaurants and he came and yeah. visited your table at one
0: time? And he, he, lingered. he lingered. That's the problem. Yeah. It's one thing to say, hey, how is it? And it's like, a you know, keep moving. Yeah. Stop and chat. Like, what, what? did he
1: want? Well, he, he just like, how he, the food hey, was. hey,
0: great, yeah. You, you, are you new in town? I was like, no, nah, I work upstairs. Like, it was a, it was a restaurant like attached to the building I worked, and yeah. like, he's like, oh, really? What what floor? I was like, hey, buddy, like, right. back off. Time to eat your fucking meal that was well, pre- prepared for me is getting cold. Do you, Get was, out of here.
2: Was he like so? so like when you're um like around ten thirty when you take a coffee break, what uh what restroom do you go into, and what's uh. <laughs> Specifically, what what stall? Like if I if I happen to be up there and I happen I happen to see those uh, Kenneth Cole loafers
0: you have on there, yeah. with, <laughs>
2: what, I have would a I wide be stance. able to just open the stall and just come right in with that? Would that <laughs> you
0: be know, okay? I was I was captain of the ski team and uh, I, I I do a nice ski pole. Right. Uh, I, as
2: far as I know, Bobby Flay.
3: Okay, it's just gay.
0: you're, throw, you're throwing around, not gay. you're throwing around, yeah, you're throwing around interior designer and $20,000 couches. Yes, begs and the question. questions should be asked. Yeah, begs the question. Well,
1: oh. we always ask the tough questions here.
2: Okay, what else, Kate? Anything else? Uh,
1: looks like yeah. the juice is coming up for parole oh, hearing on July shit. 20th, and he might be granted release. Oh, he apparently God. has been a model citizen, he's gonna uh, get out, model what yeah. do you call it? Prisoner, prisoner, <laughs> yeah prisoner he's going to get the juice who likes to murder people is going to get out and he's gonna you know be playing golf in a couple months yeah
2: he's been in there a while
0: like 10 years he's not been
1: in there long enough
0: well yeah yeah but what um what what happens with his money like how does how does he play golf i remember the last time he's got
2: that badass nfl pension
0: ed and the NFL, oh. but they, the pension but can't is not they actionable. Take it no, and give it to no. old No, handlebar? so no. the
1: pension would have been accumulating while he was behind he bars is, because he's not allowed to spend it is, in jail. That
2: pension is fucking good. That's good so money. he probably has some like money saved up. Two hundred and fifty grand a year. That
1: That's a lot of money.
2: Yes, he's he's good with that pension. And then he does. He's got a lot of like under the table deals. You know, he gets money paid. To his family members and stuff, so he doesn't have to give it to the. Boys. Does he
1: have that memorabilia that he stole?
2: I don't. I don't know. It Does, was his. To,
1: to he was st- that he could. He's stealing he his
0: own to. stuff back.
1: But he could sell that if he needs this to. Very
2: weird situation.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what group of friends he has at this point. Oh, because he, in friends. that documentary. They just got progressively worse. Yeah,
2: it was a it was a low and like when you're hanging were, out with memorabilia
0: dealers, yes. you're, you're, you're at the bottom row. It's
2: the lowest. Of the low, uh, okay, Kate. What else?
1: Um, just a Hollywood hookup. Looks like John Hamm and uh, comedian actress Jenny Slate might be a new couple. Oh, that's an interesting couple. They've been seen about town. Just, uh, just, just were yeah, seen seen leaving oh, leaving funny. a movie theater together she, the other day.
2: Her characters are amazing.
1: They've been seen at other events together. They just did. A, they did a movie together as well, so they may have hooked up on the movie. We don't know. We just like to is, spread gossip here.
2: John Hamm is known to be a fan of comedy and comedians, so yes. it wouldn't surprise me that he would want to date someone who was very funny.
1: Right, you know. and Jenny Slate right. weirdly let's was dating together, Chris Evans then. before this. Yeah. let's hope they stay together, Wyatt.
0: Because you would not want to be.
1: After the next
0: guy yeah. to follow John Hamm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He certainly would he's not. He's got a big, big hog. Scott, We almost went a whole segment without he's, talking he's about egg. donks.
0: Almost. But come on, when I hear ham, <laughs> I, th- I think of the ham downstairs. He's,
1: he is
2: pieced up. He is put together. It's probably, because sometimes, and Kate, you might be able to testify to this, sometimes they're big. But they're unattractive. i bet his is girthy and beautiful. It is shiny, like it's right, just the right tone. Good complexion. I bet he has got a beautiful dong. What are your thoughts, Kate?
1: It's a it's, this podcast is a bit like so
2: you're a, too far like away from the microphone. A bit like
1: pen, like a penthouse.
2: Forum? Yeah. Forum. Like sex stories. I
0: mean, we just uh, appreciate beauty in life.
2: Yeah. And I he's a beautiful man. I have met fan. John
1: Hamm, IRL, yeah. and he's super cool. Yes. Super down to earth. Yes. We were What it was many years ago when the UK you was. You know
0: what else is down to earth? He's yeah. <laughs> It's So big. The UK just was in the, the
1: um I guess we were watching a World Cup game and it was a big it was a big game. It was an exciting game. Yeah. And he, he was, was at the place that I was fan. watching it at. Yep. And um, we had a chat with him at the bar. He was very cool.
2: I actually, not to to have you be the only name dropper here, but I actually was friends of friends with John Hamm many years ago. And I met him at a few different parties. And he was very nice. Yeah. Very personable. Very sweet guy. Yeah. Very cool guy. I
0: feel like I have to one-up you all. You met him. You fucked uh, him. You sucked (laughs) his dick. One time. One time at two in the morning I high five Beetlejuice on the street in Hoboken. That's, <laughs> wow. that's kind of,
2: did you immediately go wash your hand? Because I don't think that's a the, that the know. thing. I,
0: yeah. I realized that this guy shits himself regularly, so I had to go deep in the hand sanitizer.
2: he's got birth defect. Were you like were you like, what's up beat and was he like, who, me?
0: Yeah, it was kind of like that. I was with buddy, and I remember being like, Like I screamed like it was one of those reactions that I just couldn't help myself. I was so excited.
2: Speaking of that, Ed, speaking of your brushes with greatness, sad day for you, Brooke Lopez of (laughs) Brooke and Robin Lopez, the two seven-feet guys with twins with girls' names.
0: Of walking poodle fame.
2: Yes, he was traded to the Lakers today.
0: That's a good trade for the Lakers. Breaking
2: news. Good trade for the Lakers. They were able to dump that Mozgov contract. And, but you're, now you're not going to be able to go down by the river on your runs and run into big old Brook Lopez walking his tiny little fluffy dog, Ed.
0: Yeah. That was the weirdest sight ever. You just oh, don't yeah. see seven-footers no. in person.
2: No. When you see somebody that tall, it's shocking. You're like, oh, my God, is that a monster? Wait, wait. It like, takes a minute for your brain to register what's going on.
0: It's one thing to see like you it happens where you see a 66 six, but yeah, 7 tall. 7 feet it's you just don't see it.
2: No. That's it's next level for sure. All right, Kate, is that it? That's it. Did Brooklet Lopez have any of his um extensive Disney collection? On hand with him because he's known to have, be very into the world of Disney, and he has all sorts of different Disney yeah. items. Mickey
0: Mouse stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't notice it. I did was. Just...
2: Did he have his mouse ears on like that?
0: Like that? Like, like a that matador. matador?
2: Yeah, Kate, we you weren't here, <laughs> but we talked about that matador that got gored oh, to yeah. death by a bull. Good because he tripped on his cape. Just a little too much cape. Like, he's out there flitting around <laughs> with his cape, like, hey, hey, look at my cape. And then, whoa, get oh,
1: fuck, my cape, oh, my slippers. <laughs> I mean, honestly.
2: In France. Isn't I didn't even r- know they had bullfighting in France. What a
1: sad, pathetic, ridiculous way to oh, die. How do you feel about that? Just...
2: Nobody feels bad for the matador, I notice. I've no. yet to, I haven't come across the person yet. Uh, okay, that's it. Excellent job all the way around For Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 174 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week.
0: Goodbye. Stay cool.